Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, yesterday was Valentine's. Actually, we got to talk about SAD. S-A-D. We'll tell you about that coming up and what that is exactly. But if you went out on a first date, which I think uh, going out on Valentine's as a first date, that's a bold move. Oh, man. That's a bold, bold move. Pressure. Yeah, Pressure on the wallet, too. No, for sure. Especially if you're going to go out and have a meal. Which I, I don't know. Except for when I was, like, quite young and just started dating. I think I, like, I'm at one of my first, like, dinner dates. As I picked up this girl, we walked to the bus. Well, actually, I think my parents dropped me off. Then we walked to the bus and took the bus to Swiss Chalet. <laughs> Very romantic of me. But uh, I, I don't think I would ever go out uh, at, for a meal on a first date. Too much can go wrong. Right. You know, let's meet and have a coffee. Let's meet in a bar and have a drink. But to sit down to a full meal... Mm, I don't think I could do it. Plus, I also know most of my food ends up on my shirt and my pants and <laughs> at the best of times, even when I try to get it all in my gob. But uh, about 2,000 people were polled about the worst food to order on a date. And at the top of the list, anything spicy and spicy curry. Wow, yeah. Oh, absolutely. For me. Are you kidding? It'd go right through me. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> I mean, a quick date. Yeah. Uh, spaghetti. Of course, because it's messy. Right. Uh, ribs, yeah, all over your face. Yeah. Corn on the cob. Oysters. Okay. I thought they're an aphrodisiac, though, aren't they? Yeah, until you choke on one. <laughs> Any noodle dish. Anything that can splash around. Yeah, or, well, you don't want to be slurping, too. Yeah, it's not sexy. Right? You know, the meals, meals that can really show your habits or mm. bad habits mm-hmm. probably not a good idea maybe on a first date if you were going to do anything uh, maybe a dish you could share like a, like a like a tray of nachos or right. something right maybe that there's some there's some you know, romantic with wings especially if you like like saucy yeah. ones get yeah. it all over your face again that's yeah sushi or any kind of smelly fish and seafood in general Although it is said that seafood is romantic, you know, scallops right. and lobster and all of yeah, that. I mean, I, I, I think we can get past the smelly fish part. I think sushi is not a bad one. You can show your culture at some point. Yeah, and if you go to a sushi restaurant, will you do order a burger? Yeah, right, that's right. I don't want any of your specialty. I'll take the uh, <laughs> the kids' uh, fish uh, fish sticks and fries. Mm, love fish sticks. Uh, and fajitas, again, just uh, kind of messy. Okay. Too messy. Yeah. Stay away from all of that on a date. Get, get a drink in you and see if you like each other. Yeah. Yeah, probably a better idea. You know, the little finger foods or something like that. Quick bites. Because mm-hmm. right? you don't want to be stuffing your face either and try to <laughs> talk with your mouth full. <laughs> oh, God. You ever have to sit across somebody who... My, my poor grandfather, God bless him, he had, like, false teeth that he had fitted badly back in, like, 1952. <laughs> Never had them repaired. And it, it, we would all at, like, Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever the uh, the event was... We'd literally like have to, you know, pick straws to find out who was, who was going to have to sit across from them. Because you knew you were getting a food shower at some point. So uh, Trudeau has put in the Emergency Act, meaning uh, not necessarily that military is going to move in and start to swiping people out, but rather the police will have uh, more at their disposal to uh, move people along. And certainly this probably should have happened uh, in Ottawa sooner than making so many people live life of misery for the last three or four weeks. But then I guess the protesters would say they've been living a life of misery for the last two years. So. <laughs> but where it had to come to an end is uh, when you start uh, blocking the borders and not allowing the uh, truckers who are vaccinated and doing their job to get back and forth. You cannot slow down the economy 
and uh, the commerce of the biggest uh, bridge to cross between America and Canada just because you're having a, a fit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really crossed an interesting slope. Uh, and, and a lot of times you find these slippery slopes where people will stand on a stand on the line or stand on that wall for some things mm-hmm. and then let other things slide. And, and the conservatives, I think, have been guilty of this uh, in, in the past couple of weeks when it talks to, you know, illegal blockades of pipelines and, uh, and infrastructure or were well, those are those are illegal. Can't mm-hmm. allow them to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, yeah, it's OK. Right. You know, they're not they're only blocking the streets and, uh, you know, they're businesses and commerce that happened downtown Ottawa that aren't very happy with what's been going on, not only the people in residences, residences uh, along those stretches, but uh, it shut down, uh, you know, businesses that were struggling already, mm-hmm. uh, shut down the mall for a couple of weeks as well. Uh, and, and it's and it's been a difficult situation. You have every right to a peaceful protest, and then I completely support that. If you don't like what's happening at the border, you can stand along the side of that road with your sign and scream mm. until your lungs are sore. Yeah. Uh, but the second you block that road, you know, your right to a peaceful protest or right to free speech ends when you impede the rights of others. There's a great example, and I haven't seen the dude in a very long time, but uh, very near to the radio station, there's a major intersection. And in the summertime, I'd, I'd often see a guy up there holding a big anti-abortion sign. Right, yeah. And oh, he'd be gross, waving yeah. it. They're gross. He'd be waving it around. And there was another dude who would stand right beside him with a sign and an arrow pointing to the anti-abortion guy going, this guy's an idiot. Right. And he'd hold his sign. That's that's perfect. Yeah, you, you, that's free speech at its best. One opinion, another opinion. It's great. Yeah, but you know, it's there's a great meme going around about uh, I'm going to go block the McDonald's drive-through until they bring back pizza. Right. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you want to stand at the corner of a McDonald's and stomp around that they need to bring pizza back? Great. Yeah. Stomp to your heart's content, but you can't stop that McDonald's from continuing on doing business and from people getting food. Right. You know. And they just don't seem to quite get that. Here's a great example in my personal life. Like, I remember a few years back, I got so upset because my local rub and tug was going to get rid of the rub. And it was just going to be a tug. I didn't stop anybody else from going in. I stood outside with my sign. Heck no, we won't go. (laughs) But I didn't stop anybody's ability to get into that rub and tug. And I think they're just, they felt so brave because they they really got this uh, you know the whole country behind them and so they felt like they could just go and do anything they they got what they thought yeah. was the whole country yeah. behind them and and they were emboldened mm. by right-wing groups and, uh, and and those that do support them there are many you know myself included that support some of what they are mm. talking about there's a lot of people who support vaccines and don't necessarily support the mandates i i get it Right, but then you know you have you know Fox News and and you got you know Toronto reporters who are going on Fox News to mm-hmm. talk about you know how crazy this all is. Tucker Carlson yesterday was saying that Prime Minister Trudeau just made a dic- became a dictator yesterday. Like, well, slow the hell down. Drama much? Right? Like, like the, the, this it's basically clickbait on television yeah. is what you're watching. Right? Like, oh my! God. And and there are people that are, will just hear that and go, "Oh, I didn't know I was now in a dictatorship." And you're yeah. not. It's, yeah. That's not how it works. You no. know. And it's amazing how they can look past their own insurrection and say, you know, that if 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 January sixth happened and they just stayed outside 
and, and yelled and screamed all they want. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. The second they get inside, mm-hmm. it becomes an insurrection. Start and, pooping and, on the and floor. And you know, your, your right to protest ends when you inf- inflict that or, or start to impede other people's freedoms as well. Yeah, and now you see, of course, the flat earthers and the conspiracy theorists all coming out saying, oh, you better take all your money out of your bank account because you know what's going to happen. Right. Trudeau's going to take all your money because it's part of the emergency act where they can lock up funds and... Listen, if you if you weren't involved in shenanigans, like the same people who complain about uh, speed, speeding cameras, well, then no speed. <laughs> There's an idea. I mean, I'd be too embarrassed to go to the bank anyhow and say, <laughs> taking all my money out. I don't trust that dictator, Trudeau. F Trudeau. You don't even need a twin mattress to hold it all. <laughs> no, no, no. They go, how do you want your $12, Mr. Venn, in a 10 and a toonie or 12 loonies? Well, we've uh, made it through another Valentine's. Uh, it's a huge relief, probably for singles, and honestly, probably everyone else as well. Yesterday, I was uh, at the grocery store late afternoon getting stuff for dinner, and I, in my grocery store, they have a big, you know, flower section, and it's really decked out, has been for about the last week. But yesterday, for so many dudes, the panic was on because they were heading home from work, and they better have something in their hand. And uh, instead of what they'd probably want to have in their hand, <laughs> here, man, it's Valentine's. Um, it's just so funny to look at that zombie stare on so many guys' face because normally they wouldn't buy flowers. It's not something they would do. So they're just looking around and they're confused and deer in the headlights and they don't know what to do. And they're asking the ladies at work there, you know, what kind of flowers do you like? I don't know. When they say, well, I don't know. I mean, it's a variety of things. Everybody likes something different. What kind of flowers did your wife like? I don't know. Maybe she just likes flour. Maybe I should buy her a bag of that. I don't know what the hell to get. And then you see them all lining up at the cash with their little wrapped up flower bouquet and some wine from the kiosk. One dude, you know, you'll catch the eye of one of them. And they'll, if you don't have flowers, they'll look away. Right. There's a bit of embarrassment of like, yes, I'm whipped. I got to buy these flowers. Or if the two of you both have flowers, you look at each other and you're like, yeah, yeah, we're doing the same thing here. I find the same thing happens in the card aisle. Mm-hmm. Like uh, someone needs to come up with a standard card that just says, honey, I love you. Yeah. Right. Because you start reading through, you see guys doing, they were all standing together in the card aisle and, and everyone's kind of looking through. Uh, and you can only really see the tops of how it starts right yeah. uh, on the front of the card. But you'll see, like, to my darling wife. Mm. Like, nah, it's not me. <laughs> no. <laughs> to the love of my life. Well, that's a bit strong. <laughs> I'm not that right? committed. <laughs> I'm not that committed to this. <laughs> you know, which one? What do we end up with? Like, either the cartoon mm-hmm. or, like, the cute puppy. <laughs> right? We really want one that just says, honey, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. If you weren't the mother of my children... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, like, like to loved one, to life, from husband. They should have one that just says with angst. Yeah. <laughs> Under duress. Yeah, that's that's right. why you're buying this. That's right. <laughs> Better come home with something. It's like seeing the dudes in the lingerie shop. You know, they just they just don't know where to look and what to they don't know sizing, and there's always some pretty girl who works there. And she says, Well, what size is your wife? And you're trying not to be a pig, but you're Head looking down. at her boobs and, and you're thinking you're about the same size as you. <laughs> like you're adjusting the hot and cold taps. I don't know. You seem about that. <laughs> it's so strange. Anyhow, that all went down yesterday. And I hope you had a good Valentine's. It was also funny, too, to see just the variety of different men. Like, 
you know, again, it's quitting time. So you'll see some, like, big burly construction guy, and he's got the, the vest on, and he's got the four layers of clothing and the boots and everything, and he's got the tats, and the hands are all gnarly because he's been working hard <laughs> and carrying this little orchid out into the parking lot. <laughs> carrying a little, and then there's a dude with the suitcase, and, the you know, he's coming home from the office. And so we're all doing the same thing yesterday, or trying to do something anyhow. And now today is known as SAD, S-A-D. Singles Awareness Day. Oh, I yeah. Thought, I thought that was seasonal affective disorder. No, it's today is the. Uh, it's about twenty years old, supposedly. This little celebration. So if you weren't aware you were single before, well, today I guess we're supposed to be aware of single people. Oh, feel for them, I guess. I called them and say you yeah. still around. Did you make it through <laughs> Valentine's Day? Now, so when you talk to singles, um, boy, there's still people really pining for their ex. Uh, almost half of all singles say they have an ex. They get back together with in a heartbeat. Right. And yeah. another, another poll, people are still holding on to something that an ex gave them. And many have multiple items from a previous relationship. We tend to, uh, you know, remember the fondness mm. a lot better, right? Or, or the, the good times. Mm-hmm. And that comes with anything, right? You go, oh, man, I'd go back to that job. You, you get back there and you realize, oh, I hated this. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I left. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now, we're not, uh, you know, it's all very um, uh, precious things, sentimental things. Like, we're not talking about the time he bought you a, um, you know, a microwave. Right. Um, but the sentimental love letters, photos, jewelry, this kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, I have not had an ex in a very long time. So, I don't think I've still got some little <laughs> love note in my in my drawer. Some some, uh, some love song cassette I, get, yeah. I got from Mixed somebody. <laughs> I remember doing that for sure. These are the songs that make me think of you. If you're a parent, you've probably experienced this at some point. When you hear one of your children drop a swear word, Kevin Hart says his 17-month-old daughter. That seems very young. Right. 17-month-old daughter recently started talking. And one of her first words that she shared was a curse. She dropped the (laughs) S word. He said... uh, he says, I, you know, for me, I have a very foul mouth, but it's innocent. Like, I'm not an aggressive cursor. It's not offsetting. It's light. So she hears me say that, and she's picked it up. Uh, it, is, it is funny. I like, I, you know, I remember my boys when they were young. They, they would say, like, the F word or something. They didn't even really know what it meant or why they were saying it. Or they just had heard, obviously, me when I dropped something on my foot or, right. you know. Uh, when I'm talking to their mother, and um, <laughs> and uh, but there comes a point in every parent's life with their children when you're walking by a room or they they're in the basement or something and they're doing something with their sibling and they start having a fight and then one of them strings together a perfect sentence with the perfect swear words. <laughs> you go, hey, hey, enough of that. And then the big smile comes on your face. You're so proud. Oh, good job. You really use those consonants hard. <laughs> you really got that F in there and that M and the whole thing. That's no, good. So, yeah. It's 17, though. That seems a little young to be 17 dropping. 17 months? Yeah, yeah, 17 months seems to be a little young to be dropping the S word. Uh, James Blunt, if you remember him, he had that one hit, You're Beautiful. He might have had others, but yeah, I Yeah, you know, know Goodbye, My Lover, Real Sad. He was oh, yeah. sad songs he was known yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess on Twitter, his followers say he's hilarious. He might write sad songs, but they say he's a very funny guy. And I guess in New Zealand, the um, the police, the cops, to try to stop the um, the protesters over the vaccine mandates and other issues there, 
started playing stuff like the Macarena and Barry Manilow music to get them to disperse, you know. <laughs> kind of like, I guess, in uh, Guantanamo when they would, you know, pump right. in, like, Metallica music at full volume to try to torture the, uh, the terrorists. Anyhow... Uh, James said, I got an idea. Why don't you start pumping your beautiful at them right. constantly? He says, if it doesn't work, I'll even come and perform it. <laughs> so that was funny. So they tried that. It backfired, though, and the protesters started singing along with it. Right. Uh, so they were singing along with that, and Baby Shark as well was okay. cranked up. Uh, we've got the Oscars uh, going on, I guess, uh, soon, I believe. Anyhow, they've uh, it's the 94th Oscars. And they'll be uh, having hosts this year, three of them, Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes. Okay. Yeah. It's been good. I mean, it's awful without a host. It's it's someone to at least welcome and and start it all off. Then it just gets boring after that. It's entertaining at the beginning. Whether or not you need someone in between awards Mm. to just, you know, call up hosts or or call up presenters, I don't know if you need that so much. But at least the the monologue off the top, the welcoming is always a great feature. It it seems to me what they do now is the the host gets up at the beginning. Maybe they do something in the middle and then at the end. But in between that, usually they'll have like someone out, big voice announcer saying up next, so-and-so, and and here's so-and-so. That's all you need. Yeah, You don't even need anything at the end. By the time you get the four and a half hours later, no one wants to hear what the host has to say at the end. Just get get out of there. Last time they had three hosts, it was in 1987, Chevy Chase. Goldie Hawn and Paul Hogan. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I guess in 87, Crocodile Dundee would have been a big deal. Yeah. So there you go. If you're into the Oscars, you're going to have Wanda, Regina, and Amy doing the hosting. I'm sure in in most homes, there's probably some varying opinions on returning to work. There would be those who maybe have been working from home the entire time who are kind of dreading the idea that, uh, that's going to come up at some point in the uh, near future. And then there's the others in the house who are like, I got rid of the kids. They're back in school. If I can just get you to the office, <laughs> I'll have this house to myself again. I can lie in my fast food grease sin, watch the shows I want to watch, right? do the things I want to do. That'll be pleasant. I mean, a lot of uh, interesting conversations around workplaces. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, when do we bring... People back? Do we bring everyone back at once? How does it all work? Is everyone comfortable? And 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 or or do you still have the space for everyone if mm-hmm. you've you know stopped renting out all the office space? You know what? I, I think now that we're two years into this, uh, we I would hope because it was the first pandemic in so long that there would start to be in companies and government and organizations and our healthcare workers more of emergency plans put in place so realizing that down the road with the world we live in there'll probably be another pandemic hopefully not in my lifetime and hopefully not in any of our lives uh, lifetimes but um you know we're going to have to arrange where so the economy doesn't stop like it did last time. Everybody has to go into lockdown. No, as soon as something breaks, we realize maybe we got to stagger work hours or we've got to do this or we got to do that. You know, hopefully, uh, if it ever happens again, we're on a smoother transition through it. Yeah, but we're not always good at learning from our no. you know, shortcomings. Yeah. We tend to fall down the same rabbit holes or make the same mistakes over and over again. And that's, you know, not by any means to say that this is you know, completely over on March 1st and it's the wild, wild west all over again. It, you know, there is still a lingering fear that, 
you know, if things open up too quickly. I know the, the Nurses Association isn't happy with this right now because of the backlog right. of, of surgeries that still needs to happen. There's still a lot that has to recover we shall in so see. many areas yeah. first before things are, you know, completely, quote-unquote, back to normal. And we'll see what happens in other provinces. You see it in the U.S. where places like Florida and others have gone completely wide open, and yet their their numbers of deaths are still staggeringly high. But life goes on. Got to keep going. Got to keep moving, it seems, for, for so many. Uh, Neil DeGrasse, uh, DeGrasse, 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 Neil DeGrasse Tyson, I heard him the other day talking about, you know, in the U.S., how some states have completely reopened and others haven't. And he says, you know, right now it's kind of like telling people they can only pee in one part of the pool. <laughs> great description. Eventually the pee's going to get to you. Uh, so anyhow, if you're going back to work uh, sooner than later, you're going to have to deal with the commute once again. And so things like getting stuck in traffic, that's always a pain in the arse. But if there's other things that happen around us when we're driving, like someone starts tailgating you or somebody cuts you off. You know, the tailgating is really bad because you spend so much time looking in the rearview mirror. You're not looking at what's going on ahead of you. Yeah. Your bus or train is delayed. That's always irritating, especially when you're in a rush. I remember one time a guy having like a heart attack on a train at the Scarborough station. They had to stop it. And I was late already for something downtown. And I'm like, (coughs) I'm going to kill you if you live through this heart attack. (laughs) Well, anything, anytime something doesn't quite go our way. Yeah. Or go as planned, right? You, you orchestrated it all, yeah. you take this train, get there in this time, have this much time to get to where I need to be, all good. Yeah. And then something throws a wrench in there. Somebody jumps in front of the train. Um, when it seems like you hit every single red light, or or certainly if you're uh, stopped at a red light and there's nobody coming the other way, <laughs> and it's 4.30 in the morning, <laughs> I've been known to roll on through. Uh, people having loud conversations on public transportation. Right. That's annoying. Uh, just public transportation in general. Someone's sitting on a seat near you when there's an open bus or train. Right. Eating their sardine sandwich. <laughs> Slow drivers sitting in traffic when you have to pee. Oh, my gosh. How many times have you been halfway home and you're like, I got to pee. I, I got to get to the bathroom. Actually, it is odd. The human body is odd. And every time you pull into the driveway, that's when you got to all of a sudden pee really bad. It's a relaxation yeah. thing. You know, I'm home. I made it, and then everything relaxes. (laughs) So, yeah, these are the things we'll have to get used to uh, once we head back to work. And when you go back to work, if you drive, you might want to give that car of yours a once-over. Because some research, or twice-over, or three times-over, because some research has been done, and your vehicle is dirtier than your toilet bowl. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah, some researchers swabbed cars all over, and they found the highest concentration of bacteria is uh, typically in your trunk. Okay. Maybe that's where food spills out of your grocery bags, or maybe if you got, like, hockey bags and yeah. golf bags and golf shoes. And, and we don't clean it or disinfect it. No. Ever. No, so you really should get that cleaned up. I mean, I know the, the one I use for, like, dumping bodies. <laughs> I always get that one cleaned. But that's more so I can keep the police off my trail. Uh, the old Cadillac. Uh-huh. Uh, funny enough, though, the steering wheel has the lowest amount of bacteria, and it's believed probably because we've been using so much hand sanitizer that it stayed relatively clean. Right, okay. But your gear shift, the back seat, the dashboard, anywhere where the, the ankle biters live yeah, makes it pretty Our messy. Is, I'm guilty, especially with the fast food and stuff, just kind of throwing it all in the bag and, and, and leaving it 
somewhere in the car, either in the passenger floor or in the floor behind my seat. And Adrian doesn't see it and give you give well, me hell I for mean, it? part of it is by plan that she doesn't see it, right? <laughs> I don't want to throw it away in the house because right. it's obvious when you see all these containers. So they end up on the floor. My car is a mess right now. Two subs foot lawns right. and three bags <laughs> yeah. of chips. Lucky, really? Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.